Podcast, your source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the American Toffee Podcast. A couple of elated hosts here. James joined as always by Ryan following Everton's 2-0 victory at Anfield in the Merseyside Derby. It is Everton's first win at Anfield since 1999. First win against the Red S since 2010. And Liverpool have now lost four home league games in a row for the first time since 1923. Folks, it is a beautiful day to be a blue. Ryan, over to you for your instant match reaction. Um, I'm as excited as Jesse Spanos would be on an amphetamine addiction. Um, <laughs> I'm really upset. You know, I'm concerned about Liverpool losing those those matches in a row. Um, you know, God, it's just I, I feel for them. You know what I mean? They're they're part of the Liverpool community, James. Well, some of them other than most of the other people. Um yeah, I mean, how can you not be totally fired up, man? I'm totally pumped up about it. Um, the game played exactly the way Carlo wanted to. And look, the bottom line is Carlo knows, knows how to win there and knows how to beat teams like that. He did at Napoli. And uh, sure enough, he's carried it over to Everton. And ding dong, the Wicked Witch's Day, my friend. Dead. Ooh. Dead. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. It is unquestionably the biggest Everton win that I've experienced since I started watching the club, at least on a regular basis. I mean, the last time they won at Anfield, I would have been five years old. So this is a huge, huge day. No question about it. And yeah, you know, some of their fans might mock us about celebrating to the degree that we are, but let's face it. We've waited long enough. And especially the fans that have been watching regularly since 99, this is a massive day. And look, like you said, Ryan, the Wicked Witch is dead. This was a monkey on the backs of this club for far, far too long. And now that it's over with, I'm just thrilled. And I think this is, look, we were freaking out last match about how poor we were against City, but this just feels like a, a totally different team from what we saw in the last couple matches. You want to talk about celebrations? Last time I checked, Jurgen Klopp ran on the pitch and celebrated like Indeed. a maniac because Jordan Pickford made a gaffe. So like any liver puddlian wants to come out and take umbrage with us celebrating a win, they can go stick it because that's ridiculous. Um, if anything, if anything, the team was composed. They behaved well on the pitch as well. Uh, they played a good, honest game, which is more than I can say maybe for their opponents at times. And yeah, just all the credit in the world to Carlo and the boys. I uh, couldn't be more stoked. Um, and sure enough, we did get someone, someone did on the discord, get the score predictions, correct? Valley wit two nil. Nice work, my friend. Well done to predict that the confidence in the discord pre-match. And I think across the fan base was, uh, fleeting perhaps, but look, and especially when the lineup came out, let's, let's wind back the clock a little bit here. When the lineup came out, I think people were shocked, frankly, not to see Calvert-Lewin or Allen feature, but look, Carlo played this perfectly with the lineup selection in hindsight. No question about it. Brings Pickford, keeps Pickford in his spot, gets gives Coleman the armband, a guy who was the only player still left in the squad who last won against Liverpool. So, you know, this well, means a lot to with him Everton, with Everton. Right. Let's not forget Decore kicked their butt last year. Indeed. And Alon's obviously beat them as well uh, with Napoli. But yes, the only one. I mean, that's it must have meant something to him for sure. 
And it was an interesting selection to to move to what appeared to be like a back five because we have kind of been that off for quite some time. So to to kind of change course in the derby in such a massive match was a little curious, but it also is the way that you have to play against them. Frankly, no one no one can go toe-to-toe with them or very few teams in the world can go toe-to-toe with them and expect to get a result. So you just have to be smart. Let them try to play through our solid block and play balls over the top, play it out wide, and and just use the size in the middle to to freeze them out and not give them an inch. And that's exactly what they did today. Yeah, why not? Everybody else is doing that. I don't understand. You know, it's so funny because you hear Klopp at times mocking people for not playing football against them. That That's just wrong. No one, you don't get any right to tell people what stylistic way to set up and play. And the bottom line is if you set up in a certain way, and we'll get into tactics, um, you take away some of the things that they do most dangerously. Now, yeah, was it a 4-4-1-1 at times that a drop into a back five? I think really what was most important is it freed Seamus Coleman and Dean up to be a little more aggressive and be able to kind of match their widest player while not leaving us missing an extra man in the middle. And I think it also allowed our center backs to be a little more aggressive too and step in the way in passing lanes. And I don't know why Liverpool continued to try and hammer it right down the middle. But yeah, the lineup was a little curious in terms of people. Like initially I thought, well, okay, good no Sigurdsson because I just don't think he necessarily is is the right guy to play at certain times, even if we're playing without the ball. Uh, and you had Hamez in there, and you kind of figured what he was going to do was play up with Dom in a certain way, or pardon me, with Richie. But yeah, the no Dom, no Alon was curious. No Wobi, I actually didn't find particularly curious, even though I tend to advocate for him, knowing he's been good for us this year, because we were going to probably possess the ball a whole lot. And while he's really great carrying the ball and everything, what you really need is people that can run behind their fullbacks, you know what I mean? And get into space. And that's not really his bread and butter. I think he'd rather come back and receive the ball and yep. kind of play out from there. And in fact, I would argue Decore almost on the right side is, is better than that. Um, now getting to Liverpool's lineup a little bit. Now, Hannes, did you know Virgil van Dyke is out? Did you know that? Oh, is he? Oh, he, that, he is. That actually explains a lot. They, they barely talked about it. So I was kind of like scratching my head. Like, where is he? I know, I know. No one ever mentions that. So it's really shocking. I mean, he, how can you miss that? He was one of the be- He's the best center back in the world. In the world. In the world. Anyway, so Liverpool's obviously missing some some center backs. So they had to rely on the genius of Kabak, uh, bringing in a kid at that age from Schalke and just throwing him into the starting lineup. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I know Liverpool's done a great job with recruitment and they deserve all the respect in the world. And he may be a really good goodbye in the future. But as Tim Howard said, he looked like a deer in the headlights. This level, it basically said the level's too high for him. And, and in all honesty, look, they're just not Everton. Like Everton takes guys, we loan them out to Schalke so that they get better. But if they play well at Schalke, surely they're not good enough to play for Everton. We're not Liverpool, you know, where they can take kind of a mediocre player at Schalke and plug them in because they have needs. You know, it's just it's just different levels. Huh? Absolutely different levels. And look, I mean, it, it was probably i'd say the strongest lineup he could have fielded given their admittedly that long and vast injury list but on the other hand everton have a long injury list too and we're just finally getting back to fitness so it showed the the how serious Klopp is taking this i mean he knows that they're not playing well and they're desperate to get points and this is going to be a huge problem for them to to have a streak like this a match that they've taken for granted for a decade just slip through their fingers and pretty comprehensively beat on their own patch 
Yeah, the only counter I think is Nabi Keita, I guess, is just back. Um, I kind of wonder, I, I know he wants to throw Tiago in there because in theory he's going to boss the game from a little bit deeper. Um, idea balls, he, Ryan. Idea balls. Oh, God, it's the dumbest dad <laughs> ever. Anyway, um, which he did a little bit, but ultimately I, I really think, you know, getting to the tactical setup very quickly, I, I just think Liverpool was too focused on trying to go down the middle. Like even when they went wide, I mean, they threw some crosses in, but and the numbers were high crossing wise, but there was no real massive threat from wide. Uh, they attacked. I mean, what are our percentages here? I think they've attacked 40 percent of the time down the right side, 31 and 29 down the left in the middle. Um, yeah, I probably would have done that, too. And we'll get to the way the match played out, because I think the Andre Gomes uh, yellow card, I think, was a big part of that. And we've seen teams do that. Right. I mean, who would you rather go after Seamus Coleman and Decore or you know, Andre Gomes side, you know, with Tom Davies kind of leaning over there. I, I think that's probably the white, the right kind of the right side, the correct side <laughs> to attack. I know I just, what are we talking about here? And then we set up kind of as you an- anticipate, you know, we kind of sat back a bit, tried to hit them on the counter at times. Um, you could argue that our composure wasn't the greatest sometimes when we won the ball, but we kept our shape. And then I think the way we described it up top, freeing up our center backs to be a little more aggressive, yeah. And I mean, look, you know, it's not easy to stop. Trent Alexander-Arnold can still serve a ball well. Salah is dangerous over there. And and look, both him and Mane dive all over the place, as we know. Uh, and you could tell our guys were a little hesitant to try and get fouls. And the match kind of played out as such, but they stayed tight. You know, they maintained their shape. The midfield was a little loose at times, I thought, but the center backs were not. And their coordination with pick were, 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 was really good, I thought. Yeah, I thought that the the movement, I mean, the midfield did look maybe a little disorganized at times, but I think it was just due to the sheer numbers that we put in there to be able to be a little bit fluid in terms of who was marking who. But we did have the both Decore and Andre Gomez helping out in wide areas quite a bit. Tom, for the most part, stayed central, but I thought was really disciplined kind of playing that that pivot in front of the back four or back five, if you want to call it that. Um, and look. When the lineup first came out, I had questions about where the offense would come from, but I think now's a probably a good time to kind of shift into the timeline a little bit. And because I think obviously scoring in the third minute was such a massive boost and changed the way that this game was played from the rest of the 87 minutes. Uh, not something that I was expecting. I don't think Liverpool were expecting us to come out with that, uh, you know, immediately off of the kickoff, playing it long, getting a corner, Ben Godfrey, almost getting a, oh. getting a, I mean, a beautiful chance, golden chance, really. It fell somehow in the wind, the wind, the wind, but it falls onto his chest and you can't finish it. Regardless, just a few short minutes later, it's a really, really nicely played through ball to James Richarlison times has run perfectly and we're up one nail and, and really, I mean, I was celebrating, but my first thought is, look, I bet we've been here before we score too early and then we have to sit back and defend for the rest of the match. And it's, it's a good position to be in, but it's, extremely, extremely nerve wracking. Yeah. It's a little different side though. You know, Carlo's a little different manager as we found out today. Uh, and we found out along the ways, but I mean, let's be honest. Would you rather be up early against these guys and have to defend behind the ball? Yeah. I mean, that takes away a lot of what they wanted to do. I think we did surprise them a little bit with some of the high pressure. You know, we definitely pick picked our moments for doing that. Um, and kudos to the guys to really working to Corey in particular sloppy as he was with the ball early was effective in creating issues. You know, it got to the point where if anything kind of ironic, our midfielders at times were, were pushing up too high sometimes to win the second ball. In fact, statistically, if you look at it from an overarching standpoint, I mean, Liverpool dribbled really well. I think they had 16 successful dribbles out of 29. We only had three. Part of that was 
trying to come up and win the second balls and kudos on this particular play. You know, it was a play where kind of DeCorey came in, won it, made a pass. They tried to clear it out and DeCorey was right on it, kind of headed it back. And Hamas, can we talk about how nicely he brought that ball down with the left peg and just slid it right into Richie? The second it got in there, I'm like, Richie has him set up. He's got Allison leaning. Kind of game a little shimmy and bang, put it right in the corner. It was just a tailor-made goal for a right-handed shot coming in at that angle. And yeah, it freaks you out. But as Carlos said after the match, Richarlison is back. He and is he back. Looked, and he looked like his own self on that one. I mean, and you know, and it's funny during that time as well, you know, Liverpool was trying to get chippy. I don't know if they were frustrated, but um, you know, the match suddenly kind of got a little out of control at times, I thought. Yeah, I thought there was definitely some some malice in some of those early challenges from Liverpool. Clearly frustrated from going down so early, and then of course, no card another, on the chop down of, of I know Hamas. I mean, how do you miss that? I mean, he elbowed him right in the gut. Yeah, that's a late, late no no attempt to play the ball, None. throwing bows around, ridiculous, completely missed by Kavanaugh. Just a terrible missed call, and there were many of them today. I think, but look. It was uh, just a few short minutes later in the 18th. Roberto Firmino, big chance, gets blocked, and then a pass from Mane that ended up being pretty fortunate. Kind of rattled um, around. Yeah, and and they were th- on the verge of threatening for some time, looking to equalize before the half. But really, look, this is a depleted center-back core that had Jordan Henderson, and then in the 30th minute, um, well, actually, let's let's wind it back because... In the 19 minute, Henderson, before he left the field injured, he had that volley from the edge of the box that Pickford does amazingly well to read, get over, and get just his fingertips on it to tip it wide of the bar or the, the post because that one was for sure going in. That was fantastic save. I mean, you know, Pickford, sometimes you look at and he makes these saves look spectacular because he's kind of out of position. And where do you want him to be on that play? I mean, his anticipation was good. You got to have some strong fingers to knock that thing wide. And yeah, you're right. That little period of time there was looking dangerous. You know what I mean? Um, up until Henderson went down, I don't know if his injury really made that much of a difference, but he's probably better on the ball than Phillips, who came in and replaced him in the 29th. Um, but yeah, there was a sequence right there for about 10, 15 minutes where they looked especially dangerous. Again, just forcing it down the middle repeatedly. And that Firmino chance was, yeah, the ball kind of rattled around a little bit. I think that was the one where Tiago hip-checked Andre Gomes. No yeah. call, of course. That's kind of how it was today. I mean, I think Patty, Patty tweeted, that's fine if this is going to be both ways, but it wasn't. And can we talk about the no call? The no contact foul that gets called when Henderson goes down, clearly having it was either his groin or his abductor. Like DeCorey's on his heels, but no contact. He goes down, gets the call, and then conveniently has a few minutes to just kind of roll around on the ground before eventually. And my God, the Arlo White just so much. Oh, this would be heroic of Henderson if he can go on. This is unbelievable. It's like, get out of here, man. No one wants to hear that. And, you know, okay, so he tries to come back on the field and immediately is like, nope, I'm done. Get me off. And so we go. 60 minutes remaining. Game on. Yeah, well, you better watch it now because DeCorey better hire some personal security because I'm sure someone's oh, going to fabricate God. some way that he fouled him or hurt him intentionally. It was just no, absolutely it was ridiculous. Pickford with telepathy from his own uh, I knew it was Pickford's box. fault. I knew it. I knew it was Pickford's <laughs> fault. Uh, yeah, now, now, what was very interesting, though, is it, it started to go back and forth a little bit at that point and almost out of nowhere, but, it, you know, it wasn't like we looked like we had a little bit of confidence there. And I don't know if it was the injury, I mean, you know, or the adjustment period of, 
Phillips kind of, you know, getting comfortable, but we had a really big chance there off a killer ball from Luca Dean. Allison was all over it. He did really well, but what great job, great timing by Seamus Coleman. He hit it pretty hard. I mean, can you, can you hope that, can you think he does any better than that? I mean, considering how bad the wind was at that point, because how many headers in the first 15 minutes did we see oh my guys God, flat yeah. out miss? I mean, Luca Dean just flat out missed a couple. They actually Liverpool. I think it was Kabak missed one entirely and Richarlison got behind him. Um, it was madness there for him to hit it as sharp as he did. You got to give some credit to Allison. That was a very good save, good positioning, but boy, that was a big chance. Huge chance. And, and as you said, like it, it was back and forth, but we weren't really penetrating deep into Liverpool's defensive third. No. But that cross just, again, you kind of cut everyone out of the equation and it's just him and Seamus. And yeah, he probably needs to do a little bit better, maybe hit it into the ground so that, it, but look, it, it is a good save. I think the save from Allison looked a little better in real time than it did on the replay because he did hit it kind of right at him, but it's a good hit by Seamus and a huge chance chance that that was wasted, but it was still encouraging to see us like continuing to apply that pressure and not letting Liverpool just run all over us. And then I think a really big moment happened in the 41st minute where Andre probably deservedly got the yellow, although it wasn't yeah. like he was the only person on the pitch that did something like that. And that was suddenly a very big concern. I mean, we know Andre's not really known for his discipline he tends to foul a lot so when that happened in the 41st you know we got to halftime okay um they did have you know obviously the henderson chance and the firmino chance but nothing too terribly massive although they look pretty good in the five minutes leading up to halftime and i'm thinking do we sub out andre i mean you had to admit that had to be in your head too i would think oh absolutely in a match like this where there's fouls getting not called some foul, especially with the inconsistency of the referee. You never know when the referee could be forced to go to his back pocket. And Andre, for I think the 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 way he positively contributed on as far as moving the ball and did some okay ball retention wasn't that great. And then he's he was just too much of a liability chasing Liverpool players around, nipping at their heels. You never know when he's going to have an accidental you know, clip and all of a sudden he's off in a, in a major moment and you just can't afford to go down to 10 men against the side when you need everyone to defend as a complete unit. And so fortunately it ended up not happening and, and he showed a little more, you could say discipline, but he didn't really get near anyone in his remainder remaining minutes on the pitch. Yeah. And then they really came out pretty well. Klopp alluded to the fact that they changed shape. Um, and that did seem to create some problems for us, some matchups out wide that we weren't quite perfectly prepared for. Um, that being said, there was a yellow card to Kabak uh, yeah. in the 46 where he just slipped. And he kind of slipped and lost his balance, and kind of fell into Seamus. And, and it was a foul, sure. But God, I thought that was, I mean, it was the only call. It seemed like it went, you know, our way at all. And people complain about the penalty. We did that in a second. I thought that was curious, but I, I just don't think Kavanaugh was really at the races today. He seemed to not have much of a clue, but they did come out really well. And I, I, I mean, Mane had a pretty big headed chance in the 49th uh, Jones with the really nice ball served. Uh, although for the most part, I think they looked a lot more dangerous attacking on the right than they did on the left. Yeah, I think so. And, and that chance by Mane, a little bit too high for him to get on the end of. And and I mean, I thought our marking was relatively decent. He makes a pretty, some pretty intelligent move, a pretty intelligent move to get to that position. But in the end, a good ball by Jones, but not good enough. And Mane heads it over. And that was kind of the story of the second half. And then we get to the 60th minute and Carlo has seen enough of Andre Gomez. And we've got a couple substitutions all within three minutes of each other. First, Ryan, we have, we were all hoping for Allen for Gomez. I mean, I must have seen a million tweets. <laughs> yep. 
Alan, come on for Gomez. Alan for Gomez. Let's do this. And instead, I see the number 10 go up in green on the board. And everyone is uh, perplexed, mad, even frustrated because Gilfie Sigurdsson marches his way onto the pitch. And we're wondering, oh, God, what, what's going to happen now? And, and frankly, I think it just was a little bit concerning in the sense that you wonder how much Carlo wants us to withdraw and, and play truly just like, are we going to just make three defensive subs and try to see the game out? And then he brings on Calvert-Lewin for James, which I think really is what won the game for us. Yeah, that was much he, better. Because <laughs> I think we were both like, what is he doing? Bring on Sigurdsson and James together, have we not? And then right away he changed it. I think my tweet was James. I think you yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Unless Alon is dead, what the heck kind of sub <laughs> is that? By the way, I had a hysterical exchange with Tony Toffee Tampa. Um, he laughed at me and then he said, I hope not. And my response was, that would be a negative. Maybe we <laughs> sacrificed the lawn to the Derby gods for the win. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's messed up, man. I hope we, you know, I don't know why. There was a very funny exchange. But um, yeah, that was, uh, I, I may have overreacted there. I just, God, secrets, it just don't work together. Um, but yeah, I think it was all right. And Sigurd deserves a lot of credit. He came in there, really put in a shift. Yeah. Now you don't have to worry about the yellow cards. And Kavanaugh wasn't really calling that many fouls anyway. So you eliminate that issue. And Sigurdsson will work hard. I think we all know that. And he probably is more positionally aware. And I thought he did, did a decent job. I mean, look, we completely conceded possession to them in the second half. I think Liverpool had 80% possession in the whole second half. And uh, and that's totally fine. I mean, we're up one nil. You know, they have to send the game to us. Um, I also personally enjoyed in the 67th minute, Sadio Mane getting a yellow for mouthing off to the ref. Oh, like beautiful. he had any reason to complain whatsoever with his flopping around as usual. Um, yeah. Although right after that, I would I would say probably the biggest chance of the night. You know, the Easy. one moment where you feel like, you know, oh, oh, here it is, is in the 68th minute, you know, Salah came in really tight on Pickford and Pickford used his patented Virgil van Dyke defense where he, <laughs> sorry, no, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, but, but he did the same thing. Cause that's what you have to do as a goalie. You come out, make yourself as big as possible, cut down the angle. And he was really sound pick, made sure the ball did not get through him. He closed him down very quickly, made a very good save. And the rest of the guys cleaned it up. I mean, it was a great, it was a great little combination. You know what I mean? I mean, it was it was kind of unlucky. I thought Dean did a really nice job aggressively kind of trying to win the head around Salah, who was pinning him back a lot, which he did, I thought, pretty well today. Because it's tough, because if you let Salah go loose, he's still pretty fast. He can get loose. And Firmino, who is very good at, you know, little touch passes and stuff, set him up. And Shakiri flipped it over to him. And bang, you know, and, and kudos to Pickford. I mean, he was money all night. Uh, he looked confident coming out there. He didn't look rattled. He looked very sound and um, kudos to the rest of the boys in the back for cleaning it up. That was when that happened. I was like, you know what? I mean, I hope we don't see many more of these, but that's a big chance and a big one that we dodged. And I just kept thinking, you know, Dom's on now. They're really pushing up at this point, too. I mean, the fullbacks are way up. They're basically playing wingers. The center backs are exposed for sure. And I knew I knew if you had a chance, even with Richarlison or Dom up top against those guys, that something good can happen. And sure enough, 12 minutes later, the magic did happen. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So Dominic Calvert-Lewin makes a really nice run. He had a good chance. And then, look, it's a penalty. It's a stonewall penalty. The yes. fact that there's even a debate about it or that Liverpool fans are crying, oh, that's not a pen, that's not a pen. He makes a sliding challenge. Dom stays up, and then he kicks his leg out as he knows that he's beat. No question. He no question. Up. You see the toe point. 
I mean, why would you have changed your toe angle on your foot to suddenly point into him? It's a trick. And he lifted his he lifted his leg up too. I mean, if he had just laying there, okay. I mean, I, then you could say Dom tripped over him, but he's clearly getting over. He does a little like uh, spread eagle almost on the ground to try to trip him up. It's a nailed on pen, and who steps up but Gilfy Sigurdsson, the much maligned, sometimes captain buries it beats allison who guessed right i mean he placed that really well in the bottom corner no chance and it's two nil and and frankly i'm just like i mean i was freaking out i was running around my room i was screaming unbelievable scenes up to nil you feel very comfortable in the 82nd minute at least somewhat comfortable i think a lot of fans were still kind of on the edge of their seat <laughs> uh, perhaps uh memories of newcastle last year still too fresh in the minds. Oh, don't bring that did you have to ruin the look, derby look, win no 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 this is reference? but this is what i mean this is a different yeah, yeah, no. team and i think even with that experience in somewhat recent memory i felt good and i I started freaking out because at that point I, I didn't see any way that they were going to come back. The team was far too confident and just an unbelievable way to see out the rest of that match. Having gone up to no. And look, that's what, ha- I mean, the thing is the guys knew on the pitch that that's what was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like in terms of we can sit back all day, they're being so aggressive. They're going to be exposed. And uh, let me tell you what Tom Davies deserves a lot of credit. First of all, for having the composure, making a really good pass. And I'll tell you what, Richarlison, has boxed Phillips out, turns him, flips it by him, takes off in the open field. And let me tell you what, the pass he made to Dom, Dom wasn't that far ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. He really wasn't. Now, he's got the size. That's another thing. People can sit there and criticize Dom about some of the things that he can't do. What fullback's going to get around him there? I mean, number one, he's 6'2". You know what I mean? He's big and he's strong. and, And he's fast. He's faster, bigger, stronger than most of the defenders he's playing against. If he gets the corner on you, he's going to get to it. And he didn't make a bad shot either. Allison kind of kind of guessed and leaned right. I mean, he's the top keeper. And yeah, he tripped him. I mean, how could you even argue about it? What I would argue is it should have been a red card. Now, again, yes, I, I, everyone yes. goes crazy with this whole. No, no, it's in the box. They changed the rule. Yeah, they changed the rule. Here's what the rule is for everyone's reference. All right. Where a player commits an offense against an opponent within their own penalty area, which denies an opponent an obvious goal scoring opportunity and the referee awards a penalty kick. The offending player is cautioned if the offense was an attempt to play the ball, which it was not in all other circumstances, holding, pulling, pushing, no possibility to play the ball, etc. The offending player must be sent off. Please, if that's a penalty, if that's a penalty, how on earth is he making a play to play the ball? Because the. He can see he can see the ball. He can see that he's beat, and so he lifts his leg. I agree. It was it was he's a not red, new at the same time. Like his legs are not eight twenty feet yes. tall. He's not like you know elongated man or Inspector Gadget. I mean, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a red card, man. How, I mean, I, how can you read that? How can you honestly read that? Look at that and say it's not a red. Now, of course, look, I just want Liverpool's misery to continue because I want to beat them in the league and, you know, make Europe and all that other stuff. But you take Trent Alexander-Arnold out for a couple games, and that's a big deal. And frankly, he got away already earlier with a cheap shot hip check on Richarlison. So I don't feel bad for him. He absolutely tripped him intentionally. I mean, look, he, he, went, to the, he went to the VAR, right? <clears throat> he saw it. So what did he see? He took one look at it. It was like an instant decision, and, and he comes back, and he points at the spot, and there's, there's just ridiculous but in the end 
look, I, I wasn't too upset about it simply because of the score line. If it had been one, one, and we were looking at, you know, again, it, it ended yeah, up yeah, not yeah. mattering. So look, it's, it's water under the bridge. We got the victory. We got all three points and we saw five minutes of stoppage time at the end, which seemed excessive to me, but we're not going to give a Wobi credit for coming in and just running around for 10 minutes. Oh, I love that. I love that. It was great. It was like a little Energizer bunny. It was actually pretty funny to watch, you know, kind of with the dreads flying out in the back and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, that was kind of amusing. Yeah, I just never thought, uh, I wasn't that, I mean, obviously, we go 2-0. Two, two to me, it was over. I knew it would be over. They just didn't look ever all that dangerous. You know, one of your favorite stats, Hamas, is the shot chart, right? Yeah. And looking at the percentages, I mean, look, they had one kind of chance within the six-yard box. But again, this is the way you beat a team like this, you know? you pack it in, you force them to kind of fire shots some distance. I mean, they had more shots that felt like they went into the cop than they did really oh, threatening yeah. pick. Although pick did make a really nice save late on a pretty cracking shot by, I think when all maybe, I think that's who it was yeah. you know, where he parried it up. But yeah, I mean, I'll take those shots all day. I mean, and so, so that's the thing. So taking a step back, I mean, is that a two one, a two nil maybe flatters us a little bit, but is it, is it a deserved win knowing we played behind the ball the whole time? Yes, absolutely. Look, it, there's no shame in beating Liverpool. The, this is the blueprint, no pun intended, for how you beat a team like this. I like what you did You don't want to play. It's just foolishness. Lambs to the slaughter to try to go toe-to-toe. And so Carlo nailed this lineup. I think the, the number of defenders we have in form right now, despite the injury to Yerry Mina, which is a huge miss, and yeah. I think he was missed today, but the back line to a man were extremely... Uh, disciplined and composed through the entire match and, and make no mistake that second half was just all Liverpool almost the entire time but at the same time they never really threatened in a meaningful way besides that solid shot kept them at arm's length kept them floating around the outside of the box trying to do what they playing the crosses in but you're never going to win any balls in the air because they don't have any size and we've got those we've got mason we've got godfrey and we've got keen just winning absolutely everything they get their head within a foot near i mean look when you set up this way you take away what you take away their long ball their ability to spray we took away their ability to spray the ball across the pitch because we played five in the back ultimately playing behind the ball so we have enough width on each side to really, and you saw a couple of times they tried to flip it over to the other side where our fullbacks had enough freedom to kind of attack those balls and did. They can't hit teams off the counter press if teams aren't playing expansively. You know, there is no counter. So Klopp had some interesting things to say after the match. Um, he, he, you know, his big point of emphasis was the early goal kind of gave the game direction, which, okay, I think Carlo was going to play that way anyway. But, you know, his biggest point was that they they still had, you know, Everton defended with passion, and I think he said something like that, and all that stuff. But, you know, mm. Liverpool, I know, Liverpool still had chances in the box, and they weren't composed. I, I disagree with that aspect of it at all. I think this Liverpool team is not the same one we played earlier. I mean, how many sequences did you see of them play fast, passing, with pace and speed, one touch, a couple, not many. I mean, to me, the most impressive thing about this Liverpool team is the fluidity they can play with. And when you yeah. sit back and put numbers in between these guys and push them around a little bit, and you're more physical than them. I mean, look, Everton for the longest time have lacked athletes. We, have, we haven't had good physical matchups. Look at our back line. Was there anyone on that? I mean, look, Imane Salah can move. They're quick. But when you put Tiago in that team, I mean... You know, Wijnaldum gives them some industry in the middle, but and Firmino's kind of clever and stuff. But I mean, 
Trent Alexander-Arnold and Robertson can serve a ball, but I mean, are they just going to blow by you with size? And No, I don't think so. And I think this enabled 1v1 matchups. And look, we won the battles today. You know, yes, they were mostly yeah. defensive, but look at the defensive numbers. And look, how many shots did they have? 15 to our nine? Big deal. You know, I mean, they had 28 crosses flowing it into the box. To who? No one. So uh, to me, and Pickford deserves credit for that. To me, I mean, look, what, what was the XG on Info Goal, Hama, as you threw it up here, right? Yeah, we had a 1.59 for Liverpool and versus 1.97 for Everton. Obviously, point, what, eight, is it 8.5 comes from or 7.5 from the penalty. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know if they counted Dom's first shot before the penalty um, as a right. separate incident, but it, but it it is, I guess. But look, six six shots on target apiece pretty balanced game. Like you said, most of their shots were outside the box and they were sending them miles wide or miles high into the cop. And so I, I, we just did such a good job of exactly what we needed to do. Take the limited chances we were going to get and make the most of it. And look, seven for two on corners, 28 crosses to eight, but those types of quote unquote dominant numbers don't really mean much if you can't create anything. And really they played right into the, to our hands. When you contrast it with Wednesday's match, as you said, I don't think that Liverpool ever really came remotely close to the level of fluidity, the level of creativity in the final third that Man City were able to seemingly do with ease. And so this is a team that I think, look, it's it's too soon to say because there's a lot of still some matches left, but this is not nearly the team that won the title last year. This is a broken side um, and it doesn't just come from the back, Ryan. You can't just blame it all on the, on the defense because they don't look as capable of scoring goals as they have. Nope. And a guy like Firmino who hasn't really been necessarily, you know, Oh, he's not a striker. He's a false nine, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, I thought he was almost completely anonymous today and Salah and Mane were pretty much frozen out by our wide defenders. I think the bigger key is Salah and Mane or, or, or not. I mean, Mane was dangerous sometimes running around, but I mean, the offense is designed to get them the ball in dangerous spots. And for me, no, I, I probably rate him higher than most people do because um, his creation for other people is so important. I know he's maybe not necessarily a goal scorer, but he's not really intended to be. But if that's the case, that's fine. The other guy's got to pick up the slack and score. So who was going to score from central points today? Exactly. No one. No one no really options. was. It, no, absolutely not. And look, you know, this is one of those games where even though we had the higher XG, you take out the penalty, you say, well, they created more from open play. Well, guess what? We went up in the third minute. So as much as I, I talk, you know, about, analytics and stats there's some there's a point of merit in terms of a way to play and against this team there's no reason to be expansive to begin with so especially if you go up one nil in the third i mean think about it even if we don't score the penalty we win the match anyway and it doesn't mean there exactly. were chances in the, there were moments in there but but look there's nothing wrong with saying guess what we're going to defend a lot and we're going to defend really well 50 percent of the game in theory is defending you know and you don't have the i mean what what did you, you know, Cruyff said, you know, it's not the 3% of the game where you have the ball at most. It's what you do in the other 97%. And we were compact tight in the back line in particular communicated well. And we bullied them and we didn't let them get into dangerous places. And guess what? You know, maybe, maybe we didn't create a ton of chances. That's okay. Cause that's what it took to win the match. And I just don't think they were that dangerous almost ever. And that's really the recipe that Everton have followed in most of their successful wins against yeah. clubs that we've gone so long without beating this season yeah. is be clean sheet. First and foremost, 
be defensively resolute. Secondly, create a couple chances and rely on your composed finishers up front to take advantage of them. Check, check, did both. Beautiful, beautifully executed game plan. I think Carlo probably couldn't have uh, scheduled it out more perfectly with the late penalty to kind of seal things, Ryan. But let's uh, pivot here to individual performances. We've alluded to, frankly, a lot of guys who had strong performances today, but you got to start with the first name on the team sheet in the back. Jordan Pickford today, I think, was six saves and looked quite composed, perhaps one of his best games this season in an Everton shirt, maybe his best game in an Everton shirt in a, in a very long time. He just looked different. And I don't know if it's a competition of Robin Olsen or, you know, when he's been out. I mean, think about it before Olsen got here. I mean, Pickford had been healthy, really no threat. And he's sitting back watching Robin Olsen put in some pretty good performances, Manchester United match aside. And he has to be thinking like, I got the Euros coming up. You know what I mean? Like I need to cement myself as England's number one Pope made kind of a mistake the other day, but otherwise he's had an okay season. So, and you know, look, he's still a pretty young guy and, and it's a very stressful job being a goalkeeper. So he deserves a lot of credit today. He looked composed, confident. And I mean, he was really a big part of the win and I just couldn't be more happy for him. I don't know if that's going to lessen the need to have personal security now, Um <laughs> But I'm glad he did it. But he wasn't the only one, too. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Michael Keane, who I thought was right up there in the running for man of the match. Oh, without a question. I mean, kind of like the centerpiece of our back line and and the biggest of the three center backs that played. And he showed it today. Dominant in the air. 13 clearances, Ryan. 13. Incredible. And had a huge block as well. To, to cap off a really good day. Look, he wasn't like spraying the ball around like we've seen in moments this season. but First and foremost, and really that is what he's excels in in his role is just winning balls in the air, being a presence in the box, freezing guys out, not giving them an inch. And he did that to a T. The one recovery he had at one point where he is footwork, the ball went kind of behind him and somehow he recovered. This is Mick Kegger here we're talking about here. <laughs> not exactly the quickest turning and the most fluid hip movement ever. Drop step came back and managed to recover and deflect the ball off the player. I think it was Mane too. I could be wrong about that, but it, it was as agile as I've seen him look. And um, he was a rock back there. You know what I mean? And him and pick really, I thought the coordination and communication was clearly very good. I, and I think the other two guys on his flanks are very good too. Ben Godfrey, I thought did a very nice job today too. He was aggressive when he needed to be, he came up with some crunching tackles, one, two aerials, not really his strongest suit uh, again, but Liverpool doesn't have a lot of towers and they kept the ball on the ground. Mostly he had eight clearances, you know, so he stepped up and made some good plays too. And look, they attacked down that side pretty consistently. And I mean, you find out pretty quickly, Ben Godfrey, his feet are so good for a guy, his size and great. He's not the biggest center back, but he's strong for sure. And look, I mean, they weren't getting around him. You know what I mean? For the most part, um, Dean in particular and Godfrey did a decent enough job as considering how many chances and how many ball touches and possessions they had out there on Liverpool's right side on our left. So kudos to those guys, especially dealing with Andre under a yellow card for, you know, 20 minutes of game time. Yeah. Look, I mean, Ben Godfrey for a center back able to, to shift into those wide areas and defend guys one-on-one -on -one and keep with them, not let them loose, not get beat with clever movement, all credit to him. And as you said, Luca Dean, also had an immense game, ends up with four tackles, two interceptions, four clearances, one knee to the uh, the old beanbag. Oh. 
that which was probably, rough to see. That probably didn't feel very good. No, and you could tell, like he gets hit, and then the play is still live, and so he kind of fights through the pain. He ran out to the corner. Oh my god, he matched how painful that was. Oh my god, yeah. And it was a two for five on crosses. The yeah. service to Coleman for that immense chance. Truly, one of our best players today, without a doubt, and and very impressive to be able to just get up and down the way that he was and provide that key offensive contribution. Cause again, we didn't really have a true winger. So you needed both he and Coleman to, to provide that kind of service out there. Yeah. appreciate the feedback too, from some of the folks um, against the pod uh, tweet um, David Molyneux at, at DMX five, five, one. It's a true DMX there, David keen man of the match Pickford. Great performance. Yep. Bill Muller WJ at WJ Muller. Thought Ben Godfrey was excellent. Yep. No question about it. And Cody reader at Cody reader, 25, <laughs> Michael freaking Keen. Amen. No question. And then obviously look the rest of the back line and, and Taylor Mannix said it, said it very well at Taylor Mannix, one Oh three, the back line played awesome. Great effort out of the boys. So we brought up Luca Dean. His numbers were fantastic. And, and you know, Seamus Coleman. I mean, what can you say? 300th Everton start. Is that true? Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a good job on that side. I thought Robertson did very little compared to what he normally does. Um, three tackles, two clearances, fouled a couple times, a couple good passes. I mean, I loved it when Robertson flopped in the box and Coleman screamed at him. I mean, that's, I love it. Get up. You know what I mean? That's the way you got to be. He played with an edge. Him and Dean, I thought, just had absolute attitude tonight. And it was just great to see. Even Hamas, even Hamas, your namesake, you know? Yes. Um, he worked on defense, you know, in addition to, that lovely through ball to Richarlison. Um, and, and honestly, almost every pass he made was pretty good today. He had three tackles and two interceptions. So those people out there that think that we are better off without him playing, uh, that's the most insane opinion Wild. ever. But it just goes to show you, man, when the guy needs to do a job on defense. And in this instance, you know, they had the ball so much. He did that. You know, he didn't play the whole match by doing it, but he really did. And he worked. I mean, he worked all over the field. So he deserves a lot of credit. Um, was there anyone here that we thought played poorly? I mean, I think it's okay to critique Decore a little bit, how sloppy he was with, with the ball at times. I think in the first half, especially Decore was uh, frankly making me pull my hair out a little bit. I, <laughs> there was some very not lazy, but poor decision-making in giving the ball away in the middle of the pitch and allowing Liverpool to immediately just like, counter press yeah. attack and, and there were it wasn't once it wasn't twice i think it was like three times where he just plays a, a foolish pass and doesn't read the, read the lane well which is something he typically does in terms yeah. of at least defensive positioning but look i think he kind of course corrected at the break and showed a, a stronger performance in the second half for sure yeah there's not, i mean you know what can you say i mean he was strong too i mean i, I have we even mentioned tom davies name no five tackles love led the team how many dispossessions? Zero. Zero. Fouled twice. I mean, look, if there was anyone out there that understands this rivalry and how it is, I mean, got to be got to be happy for Tom Davies for sure. Yeah. For him to be the local lad, there was a great article in The Athletic that came out about him a couple days ago. Um, finally seeing a vastly improved Tom Davies with a focus in a clear kind of development path for him that has been lacking for so long. And as you said, I thought he did an amazing job of setting the tone of the match early. A couple really nice, clean sliding tackles that won us back possession. Yep. And he works, man. He just works off the ball. Um, his positioning has gotten much more disciplined, I think, in recent recent matches. And 
as you said, led the team in tackles, two interceptions, four clearances. Oh, excuse me. That's, that's Luke Dean, five tackles, no dispossessions, drew a couple fouls. Um, he just has the scouser ethos, you know what I mean? He's just kind yes. of got the attitude and the hardworking and the, you know, and the, just the aggressiveness. And now he's kind of channeling that more. And look, that's a big responsibility in essence, sitting in the back of what was normally a three-man midfield. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. And while maybe when Alon comes back, he takes his place, you know, to have that kind of out there, you know, he's going to be involved in the, the rest of the way. And, uh, you know, he's just fearless at times too. I mean, how can you not love when he goes in for a 50, 50 oh. ball, he means business. Um, and his energy and his work rate have always been outstanding. And you, you could just see him growing with confidence and look, yeah. maybe we humped too much responsibility on him a couple of years ago. I mean, people forget how truly young, he was coming up and um, still he, is he, he still is but he, you see those moments of quality and it's not just the combativeness which you know you like to have it's the passing it's the progression i mean the pass he made to richarlison was a really important one you know he's clever on the ball he can dribble he can do a lot of things i mean what was missing from his game forever is judgment and positional awareness on defense when he's playing a little farther back with most everyone in front of him he doesn't have as much concern, but you can see him. You can see him getting better. A lot of these guys you can see getting better. Ben Gottfried has gotten better since the day he's been here. When I watched him at Norwich last year, I thought his defensive technique one-on-one was kind of sloppy and ugly sometimes. Today, oh, you saw the footwork was perfectly positioned, the body position. He's more explosive as a result, and, and that's truly what part of you get. I mean, Carlo, I know a lot of people think that he doesn't like playing young people, but that's not really true. I mean, if you're good enough, he'll play you. He's had a lot of good, talented, young defensive players over the years that have turned into decent players, by the way. A couple of them you may know. Uh, the point is, you know, clearly you're seeing some evidence in there that these guys may be able to play a role the rest of the way and, and in the future for Everton. And how can you not be excited about that? I mean, just in general, how can you not be excited, Hamas? Oh, it's just so great, Ryan. I haven't felt this positively about an Everton victory maybe ever it's tremendous and I think now is a good time to get to we had a bunch of instant match reactions understandably most of the fan base feeling similarly uh we had Tallahassee Toffees at Tally Toffees punt on the instant match reaction said I'm sorry I need way more time to run around and celebrate yeah. amen to that then we had Friend of the show, Andy Watt at What a Wild World. You want instant reactions? I'm bouncing off the walls right now. Pickford, composure plus worldlies. Keenan Godfrey, rock solid. Davies, just immense and only true midfielder winning the ball and not giving it away. James, match winner. That's why we got him. Hashtag bingo. this means more. Bingo, bingo. And then we got Brody and MD. Alan Brody, seriously, what is there to say? Back line were immense. Pickford rock solid. Davies again, fantastic and took our chance as well. Carlo effing magnifico. Darn right, man. And Danny D at Echo 3030. Complete team effort. Yes, sir. My only negative is Decore was very sloppy in dangerous areas. Otherwise, for once, it's hard to find any negatives. I mean, look, if your only negative is Decore didn't play as well as he normally does. That's a that's pretty a good, good. That's a pretty good. Yeah. Team defensive effort for sure. It's a good day out. Next up, we have Pete Rabbit, 68, friend of the show, said, big statement here. That was the signature win for the Ancelotti era. Get in! Great team defense. The midfield had a bite to it, and we took the chances we created. Pickford was great today. We were more dangerous after the subs. Great setup by the gaffer all around, up the toffees. You know, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point by Pete. Look, 
that subs to we've questioned the substitutions of Carlo Ancelotti the last couple of games. And I think it's safe to say that he missed the mark, but today they were bang on. They were ambitious in the sense that he understood that we needed to not just curl up into our shell and, and turtle it a little bit. We needed to have that little bit of graft in the final third and have Dom releasing that pressure. Like he does so well and making those runs in behind. So tip of the cap to Don Carlo today. Yep. And then we move on to uh, Jaden Sherman at Mr. Shermanator eight. Um, I would love to meet Mr. Shermanator one through seven. Um, <laughs> what a game. Two exclamation points. This is what it looks like when a team has a plan and sticks to it. So sweet to finally get one past them. We'll be celebrating the rest of the day. Pickford's best game in a long time. He, you know, Jaden makes a really important point. Think about this. Now, when you go into play Everton, as much as, you know, we have James and some other expansive players, the bottom line is, you know, you can't help but thinking if you're a top six side, you're going to try and play expansively. But if you give one up, we're going to make things very difficult for you. And that's something we can't, we haven't been able to say for a long time, you know, and, and I think that is just as important as being able to be expansive and score. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the next, if we want to take this to the next level, we've got to take teams like Fulham and knock them out. But um, it is probably more difficult to take three points against top sides like this. And yes, Liverpool's not been playing great and maybe they're not really a top side, I guess, you know, right now, I mean, of course, they're taking Schalke cast off. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're a little dead. They're, they are yeah. dead. No, they, I mean, they're not doing well. Um, but but this is I mean, this is how you have to play against them. So there's an element of practicality. And the fact that we look, we have the personnel to play more like this than I think we do the other way right now. Agreed. And uh, and that's OK. You know, I mean, you made that point earlier. Ben at Benjamin J. Edward Jesus H. F. N. Crease day. Um, <laughs> Diplomatic. <laughs> well, I said we're not going to swear on the show, right? We we actually we debated before the show on whether we were going to break that or not today, because I have to admit, Hamas insisted that he almost felt compelled to. I was very close. But anyway, back to Ben's comments said <laughs> we did it. We actually did it. Don't know what to say. To be honest, I was just watching. I was watching the last half hour with my hands over my eyes. Same here. Wringing my hair. Crazy. My hair looks crazy right now. Ryan can see it. Wow. Just wow. So happy with the result, but the performance was really good. Super good. Smashed it. I'm proud of the boys today. Amen to that, Ben. Amen to that. And then we can go to Kevin Ye uh, at KE Ving 715. I, it, I still haven't stopped pacing around my house. Yeah. I'm going to remember this for as long as I have memory. So satisfying the way they did it too. Yeah, I mean that that's that's it was satisfying. You know, it was just just courage, you know, and and discipline and just strength. And I, I will say this though, the penalty really made the last 10 minutes a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I was gonna say too, is that second goal, right when we're getting the last 10 minutes of a one goal derby would have I don't know. I said at the beginning that the second half would take years off my life. Fortunately, it was just the first like 30 minutes of the second half, 35 minutes of the second half, but yeah, just a let, let the last 10 minutes of the match be a bit of a party and enjoy it, which we all did, I'm sure. And next up, we have uh, Chamali Smith at Chamali Smith. So emotional. And to win at Anfield, this is everything. After everything we've been through, this means everything. I mean, sums it up right there, Ryan. I think that's a, a really nice one there. And then last up, really um, good point here made by Sean Khan at King Kong 225 Critical when lineup came out, Carlo got it tactically right again in the biggest victory for Everton in a decade. Richie is back and Jordan Pickford really deserves so much praise and not only a man of the match, 
but to perform in this stadium with the amount of pressure on him, massive result. Yeah, and I think the, the perfect summary came from um, Carlo himself, Carlo Ancelotti at Mr. Ancelotti. I didn't really need to call out his Twitter handle, but I just <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, consistent. You can probably find him if you want. Friend of the show. No, he's not a friend of the show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> Some, I, yeah, maybe I haven't someday. hung out with him. Right. One, one day, hopefully. Uh, this game is dedicated to the Everton fans. You have been patient, and now we celebrate together. Um, hashtag Woo! C-O-Y-B. Come on, you blues. Um yeah. Amen. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, Dan! I know yeah, I'm so pumped up, man. It's so pumped up. <sighs> Let's go. Um, fantastic. Okay. Man of the match. You I'm pressure is oh, on you and me. Okay. I'm tired I'm of you spot. putting me on the spot. It's a bunch Fair of enough. garbage. Touché. Look, I'll take first in a match like this. I'll happily take men of the match first. And for me, it's going to be Michael Keane. The, the, you could give it to the whole defensive unit because really any one of them are an eligible candidate, but the 13 clearances, the way that he was rock solid and, you know, again, with, with his regular partner, Yerry Mina, out alongside Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey, I thought it looked a strong partnership. And I just think that without him in there, we probably would have really struggled today. And and so key in that second half under those waves and waves of pressure of really mitigating and not allowing Liverpool anything. So he's my man of the match today. I think it's worth noting that Richarlison probably is not going to get any shouts for man of the match because we are so defensive oriented today. But in those yeah. key moments, I mean, he made both plays, really. You know what I mean? And he fought on the aerial duels and stuff like that. So I think he's probably worth a mention maybe as kind of like my dark horse. Um, but you know what? A guy who I have repeatedly insisted that is not very good, at least from a, I mean, he's better than me at a premier <laughs> league level. You're so uh, kind, Ryan. Well, I mean, he might not be as tall as me. He might not have as long arms as me, which would help. Him. <laughs> I mean, if we could do a transplant for the next 10 years, that would help him. That's not being serious. I'm not going to transplant arms with people. That's just strange. Jordan Pickford uh, deserves a lot of credit. I, I probably would have given Michael Keane the, no the nod, but um, you gave him already and I don't want to lack originality. So um, I think Jordan Pickford deserves it. The save he made on Henderson, on Hendo, Pardon me. Hendo, mom, Hendo. Great shot. Didn't go in. Hendo. Hendo. He deserves a lot of credit. That was such a massive save at the time, you know, and it almost seems innocuous now because I think that was going in. He got it with his fingertips. Um, the late save on Wijnaldum just kind of iced things out and his anticipation and his decisiveness, you know, coming out at the right time on the Salah goal, non-goal attempt deserves a lot of credit. He just looked confident back there and he was aggressive attacking crosses, I think, today and just he did a very good job, you know, and the defense did their part of cleaning up stuff, but he was making the first saves. His angles look good. He looked confident. You didn't see him flailing around. You didn't see any of the crazy facial expressions. I hope he really kicks off after this. I mean, I think we have a real problem with him if he continues to kind of play at the level he has the last couple of years. But he did have a decent year a couple of years before that. You know, he does have talent. Um, he has a lot to learn, but man, just uh, really came up big today and uh, was, you know, with all the pressure that's on him. Um, did you know Vir he Vir hurt Virgil van Dyke last match? Anyway, Whoa. yeah, it happened. I, believe I it or not, he hasn't been playing since, um, you know, so he should be suspended the same amount of time as Virgil van Dyke. Uh, just like, you know, Hamas didn't get fouled at all in that match. He didn't get hurt. Anyway, uh, no, Pickford deserves a lot of credit for it. So Jordan Pickford is my man of the match. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. Proud of you, Ryan, for uh, being the bigger man today, giving Pickford the credit he I am the so bigger rightly man. deserves. Yes, the literal bigger man and the metaphorical bigger man. And yep. I think that is... With those kudos to Pickford, a good place to wrap the show for today. Yes, sir. I hope all of you who've listened have enjoyed the show even a quarter as much as you enjoyed watching that match. If so, uh, I think we've done our job, Ryan. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you did enjoy, 
please do leave us a review and a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to find Ryan and me on social media, check out linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. Again, that's linktr.ee slash USA Toffee Pod. In there, you can also find the link to our Discord server, invite.gg slash ATP. Those guys were having a fun time it's today. It's blowing up right now, too. Yeah. You got to get on the Discord. There's some pretty funny people out there. Yep. Some great stuff. And also, as always, uh, now that we have an eight day reprieve from this onslaught of matches, Ryan and I will hopefully be back on Toffee TV USA at midweek to talk about some new stuff, some big stuff that's been happening in the world of Everton off the pitch. So stay tuned for that. As always, appreciate you listening. And And North American chapters, folks. Yes. Get out to us, man. We want to hear about some of the stuff you guys did in the Derby. So give us a shout out too. We want to make a a regular segment where we really talk about, you know, what some of the chapters are doing. And I recognize COVID environment, you know, hasn't been as much going on, but please reach out to us. You know, I mean, part of our task here in, in the pod is to, you know, build a community and we want to continue to do that. And thanks to Tony Sampton again, Captain America our dear friend for doing a heck of a job with the Hummel stuff. We handled it last episode, but it's an exciting time to be an Everton fan. And let's hope we kick off. Amen to that. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you're all off to celebrate the glorious, glorious win. And until next time up the toffees.